0: So how do moms like us become the best parents we can be while also making time for self-care, creativity, and projects that matter? Parenting and raising humans can be hard. Being a mother and changemaker can be even harder, but it's a heck of a lot more rewarding. With the right mindset, support, and systems in place, moms can have a huge positive impact on the lives of their families, communities, and society as a whole. Unfortunately, and still to this day, Cultural norms and traditions try to pigeonhole us into one role or another, perpetuating feelings of mom guilt when they shouldn't be there in the first place. Hi there, I'm Roya Lloyd, host of the Insider Mom Podcast. Each week, we'll be covering topics and inspirational stories that aim to help mamas break through barriers, release perfection, cultural norms, and mom guilt to become the women, parents, and change makers we're meant to be. So take a deep breath relax your shoulders and let's dive right in. Hey there, mamas. Welcome to a new season of the Insider Mom podcast. In this season, I'll be sharing thoughts, helpful tips, and occasional guest interviews with you in hopes they'll help you with whatever you're going through. If you want to know when a new episode airs, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast platform you use. Also, don't forget to sign up to become an Insider Mom VIP at insidermom.com forward slash VIP to be the first to know about the latest updates. Without further ado, here's the next episode. I've been thinking a lot about accomplishments lately, how I view them, how I wanna teach my daughter about them, and the issues I see with how society promotes them as a cure-all for reaching our potential and getting everything we want in life. A lot of us have been programmed to think that if we strive to be the best, work hard and crush goal after goal to accomplish great things, Then, and only then, will we be happy. The problem is, while accomplishments bring satisfaction, make us feel good, their effects can be temporary. And that's why we always strive to do more or complete other tasks and projects and reach more goals once we've accomplished one thing we set out to do. There are some serious downsides to this way of viewing accomplishments, though. And I think this type of mindset is at the root of a lot of society's problems today. First, it's attaching our self-worth to them. When in reality, your worth and my worth have nothing to do with our achievements. Society often rewards high performers and the majority of people tend to treat them better and shower them with accolades, wealth, respect, and status. There's nothing wrong with being a high performer. In fact, it's worthy of respect and worth striving towards to accomplish things that help humanity. But what we and our kids need to learn is that we are all worthy regardless we are worthy of love, kindness, and a sense of belonging, regardless of whether or not we are in a season of accomplishment, or one of rest and healing, or just a season and time of being and existing. As a parent, you've probably heard about the alarming rates at which teen suicides have been increasing. Studies have shown that social media definitely has an impact. The comparisons that can be drawn, the unhealthy or toxic ideals, and the shaming online can be a lot for kids to deal with. Heck, it's a lot for anyone to deal with, but our kids have not necessarily built the resilience required to combat issues that arise and often need guidance. They need parents that are going to help them navigate these issues with compassion and understanding. There's serious downsides to having or being a parent that defines their kids by their accomplishments, status, or popularity. A kid that feels like they're being defined by their accomplishments will often try to perform thinking that it will lead to being loved, or they might just give up and not feel good about themselves if they aren't meeting their peers, parents, or teachers' standards, leading to depression and feelings of low self-worth. Or worse yet, they might shame or target other kids that might be doing well in certain areas because they feel bad about themselves. This can be incredibly unhealthy. What kids need to feel and understand is that they are loved by their peers and family, that they are worthy whether or not they've accomplished a particular goal. Helping them find healthy peer groups, schools, mentors, and teachers is crucial. Removing them from schools, classes, activities, or peer groups that don't have their best interest at heart might be one solution if they're not in a healthy environment. That being said, there are definitely seriously great upsides to accomplishments. Having a drive, purpose, or passion to make a real difference can not only help others, but ourselves and kids too. Knowing that there are healthy ways to deal with difficulties, setbacks, and negative experiences, channeling them in a way that helps rather than harms others can be incredibly powerful. So how do moms in the pandemic fit into all this? Many moms have experienced setbacks in their careers and were left feeling stressed, tired, and anxious, and exhausted. What we need to realize is we are all still worthy. The work moms do day in and day out to care for their families are seriously respect-worthy accomplishments too, but not the kind that modern society values, unfortunately. As I've grown older, I've learned that accomplishments, while they can bring temporary satisfaction, they don't create lasting happiness unless they are working to better the lives of others on a consistent basis. There are definitely upsides to accomplishments born out of a sense of purpose and creating a benefit to humanity, ourselves, and the environment. And we have to ask, what is it that people want? Happiness? Love? Respect? A feeling of belonging? Being able to make a living and not worry about a roof over their head or having food on the table? These are all things that most people want. That's why being judged by accomplishments can be so damaging. It creates a feeling of unworthiness if a specific target isn't reached. There are also serious downsides of having a partner or parents that define us or our kids by our accomplishments alone. A partner or parents that compare us to others can make us question our self-worth. For some, it can cause them to blame and hurt others they perceive to be doing better than themselves, creating a negative cycle. It can create a wide variety of feelings, interactions, and issues. We really need to examine and teach our kids about healthy versus unhealthy competition and ways of accomplishing their goals. Bullying, social media shaming, sabotage, and ostracizing, or creating obstacles for those they dislike, are things that can be caused by some who feel they are defined by their accomplishments or popularity. One thing we need to keep in mind whenever we hear hurtful gossip is what is the teller's motivation? We need to question things and think critically. In raising our kids, we need them to know how powerful their words are and how they shouldn't use their words to hurt or harm others because the impact can be real, not only online but offline. Our kids can experience the wide spectrum of emotions we all go through, but it's the way they channel them that matters. Creating posts or online videos to humiliate someone, whether directly or indirectly, is not okay. Happiness, sadness, anger, envy, jealousy, excitement, calmness are all states humans experience, but we need to learn and teach our kids how to channel their emotions in a non-harmful and more positive way. We need to teach them that wanting good for others and wanting good for yourself too matters, but that it's okay to set boundaries with those whose behavior, words, and actions hurt them. A few ways for us and our kids to never feel threatened by the accomplishments of others or to reduce feelings of envy is to not surround ourselves with people who compare us to others. Avoid people with toxic behaviors. Surround yourself with people who love you for who you are and want the best for you. And learn to want the best for others, even if they haven't always been kind to you. If loved ones and the people one lives with are the source of constant comparison and perfection, then having an open conversation or receiving counseling and therapy together or on one's own might be a solution to address the issue. If all else fails, boundaries might be the answer. We live in a world where there are people and companies that do great things in good ways. There are also people and companies who unethically reach their goals. For example, there was a grocery store chain I learned about that took a small business's recipe and idea and created the exact same thing and sold it for cheaper right next to the same product. A small business created by an owner with disabilities that had put all their savings into growing and creating their products to help them have a better life, negatively impacting them and almost putting them out of business because the grocery store chain's brand was more well known and they could afford to mark down the price. This happens all too often in the world in different ways. But it's still one of the reasons we need to reevaluate how we teach our kids about accomplishments and making money. We and our kids will all experience people who care for us, but will also experience people who don't and who will either intentionally or unintentionally make our lives more difficult. But it's up to us to build up our resilience. You may have a boss relative, former friend or acquaintance who sees your potential or that of others and instead of celebrating it feels threatened and instead of supporting you throws obstacles in your way and deliberately makes things difficult for you whether in an obvious way or not. Now not everyone does this but there are those who do. Some do it to many people, some only do it to those they dislike or feel threatened by. This is where forgiveness comes in for you and or them. Now while in the moment you might feel compelled to shoot back, don't. Don't use social media to humiliate someone who is hurting you online. Don't write a tell-all memoir of everyone who's hurt you just to shame those who have shamed you. There are healthier ways of dealing with problems, and in reality, doing that will only create more problems in your life. I don't know about you, but if you're anything like me, I cringe and dislike it when I read social media posts, emails, blog posts, or books, or articles where people are bashing or shaming others they hate or who wrong them or they plain old just disagree with. It's not that I don't like reading helpful posts containing life lessons from other people, but I personally gravitate towards those that are written from a lens of compassion and understanding. Also, people in our lives have the right to their privacy. While in this digital age, there are those who post everything about everyone, many of our kids, family members, friends, and others are private citizens, and if there is anything personal about them that we want to write or post, we should get their permission first. Also, evaluate areas where you've been less than kind or made mistakes. Have you become a better person and risen above that? Have you changed anything? It's easy to hold on to grudges, but grudges hurt others and us. You may have moved on from an issue long ago, but some people carry their hurt, jealousy, and anger for so long, and instead of forgiveness, find every opportunity to hurt others or that one person they dislike out of fear. They may fear seeing you do well because they feel threatened in some way. They want to look as if they are doing better and accomplishing more than you at all times. They may fear that since they hurt you by publicly shaming you in the past, that you might do the same and publicly shame them with your words, writings, and posts, even though you don't think the same way and don't believe in doing that. I personally had an experience almost a full decade and a half ago in my early 20s where I upset others with my actions, a wrong gesture at the wrong place in the wrong time. I acted negatively because I had felt hurt by a person and due to my immaturity and stupidity at the time, I dealt with things in a way I shouldn't have. In turn, things blew up in my face because social media shaming had become a thing around that time and it seemed that so many people took the opportunity to hurt me even years after, even people who didn't know me. I had to face this issue not only online on social media but in person at grad school and in my community because people thought it was okay to hurt someone they didn't truly know because of what people were saying and posting online, even if it wasn't true. But it taught me several lessons. One was to feel the shame acknowledge to myself where I went wrong and then let it go to have complete and total compassion for myself and others. The other was to apologize which I eventually did but years later. My earlier coping strategy was avoiding the issue as much as possible but in hindsight it wasn't helpful. If there's anything I learned and that I want to teach my daughter about addressing problems mistakes and social media issues is to address them sooner rather than later and to address them in person if possible. There's a time for healing and reflection that's needed but make sure it takes weeks or months, not years if you can. Avoiding the issue only makes misunderstandings grow. While I was hurt by what was going on on social media, I chose not to hurt those who were hurting me. And I chose not to use it as a platform to create more pain and hurt, but rather to use it as a platform to help others, particularly moms. Sure, I could have written a post, article, or anything else to pinpoint where others had gone wrong or hurt me, or also shame others online for things they've done, but that would only increase the hurt and problems and wouldn't solve anything. I want to use my platform, my writings, and my work to support and help others, not to use shaming to hurt them. I also know where to hold myself accountable, and it's something we need to teach our kids, to know when they make mistakes, hold themselves accountable, and do better. Holding ourselves accountable is so crucial with the public personas people create online of perfection. Very few can admit to their shortcomings and learn from them. Another thing it taught me with respect to accomplishments is that in life, there will always be those who use whatever they can against you, even if you're trying to do good in this world. Out of their fear, excessive jealousy, competitiveness, or negative ways of thinking, they will throw obstacles in your way and use past issues to hurt you, if not on social media, then behind the scenes, with gossip or sharing stories that are hurtful and untrue. But there will also be those who support you, see your potential, and rather than feel threatened by it, they help you thrive. Focus on the latter if you can, but try to have compassion for both yourself and for those who throw obstacles in your way. Know that their mode of thinking, upbringing, and other factors you might not know about contribute to their actions and behaviors. Most people who hurt others often are or were hurt themselves. Some weren't ever hurt personally by a person they target, but the mob effect on social media or jealousy can trigger them to join in on hurting someone who they think deserves to be shamed. While we can't always prevent what others do to hurt us, personally or professionally. We can have compassion and set boundaries at the same time. Also, what if we take a more collective approach to accomplishment? When I was a kid, so many board games focused on one winner, on the individual. And while this is okay when games are played fairly, collective winning games are also a ton of fun. When my daughter was a toddler, I learned about the Peaceable Kingdom board games where all players focused on winning together, and the only way to win those games was to work together. They, too, were really fun to play, and they teach kids about working together and accomplishing things collectively. That's not to say that individual accomplishments aren't valuable. In fact, they're great when people are trying to make a positive difference. They both have value. Yet we should not be defined by, nor should we define our kids strictly by their accomplishments. If there's anything these past couple of years have taught us, is that we need to learn to be okay with seasons of little to no accomplishments or micro accomplishments. We also need to learn to value other things like caregiving, parenting, hobbies, and healing, and so much more. Simply existing in harmony with nature and not as part of an industrialized, fast-paced society also needs to be more greatly valued want to live in a cabin in the woods grow your own vegetables and read books all day more power to you and if that's not for you that's okay too a deep sense of peace and happiness comes from knowing that you're working to make the world a better place and you don't deliberately do things that hurt other people Having a clear conscience matters, but in a fast-paced society that strives for perfection and more, and more, more, there are those that stray from healthy values and instead gossip or create difficulties for others because they feel it will make them look better, when in actuality it makes people look and feel worse in the long run. Unfortunately, there are those that are compelled to hold others or just those they dislike or feel threatened by back. Setting them up for failure or creating narratives to pit people against each other in person or online, and that's not okay. But it happens in schools, it happens in companies, and in life. That's why it's crucial to surround yourself with those that lift you up. Forget about those that put you down, focus on making yourself better as a human being, and working towards making a positive difference. But what if you're currently in an unhealthy work environment or dealing with a situation where obstacles are being put in your way, or you're not receiving the support you need? The answer isn't getting back at the other person or individuals. That's not okay and puts you down too and only creates more problems. How I look at it personally, while there's a lot of beauty in this world and a lot of great people, humans are fallible and their actions fall along a spectrum. I don't think this world is fair and I don't think people living in poverty deserve to suffer or that it is their fault that they are suffering. Unfortunately, modern views of business success and abundance make it seem like those that benefit from a great life and a ton of privileges are more deserving than those who are living in difficult circumstances. That it must be karma or because they're more hardworking or deserving... In a lot of circumstances, that isn't the case. We don't live in a perfect world and there's always been inequality and problems. However, I do think that people who are truly working to make themselves better and are working to create positive change can make an impact. There's something really neat about people actively working on themselves who are genuinely kind, compassionate, and caring and want to make a positive difference in the world. If that's you and if you're facing difficulties and obstacles right now, Know that you matter no matter what, Mama, and that there are people out there who see your worth and love you just as you are. Connecting with those loved ones and friends more often will make all the difference.